we, uh, we're so glad that you could come out tonight and worship with us and remember uh, what Good Friday is about. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I think that for so many of us, we grow, if you grow up in church, you are used to the term Good Friday and that kind of thing, but then once you really get to thinking about what Good Friday is, um, you know, it, it, it begins to make you think about some things that maybe you, 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 you do think about, but then you don't think about it, and when you really think about what Good Friday is, I mean, you can't kind of help but walk away going, what's so good about it? You know, because, you know, I mean, at the center of it, we're talking about someone who was literally tortured to death. And, um, I, you know, I had somebody today text me, and they meant completely well about it, and I took it completely well. But they texted me, and the, and the beginning of the text was, Happy Good Friday. And I thought to myself, Happy, Happy Good Friday. You know, that's, that's a lot. That's, when you really think about it, that's a lot to wrap your mind around. And, uh, you know, I think for most of us believers, we, we love the resurrection. We, we, love, we love that Jesus died for our sins. Uh, but when we get to really focusing on the act of Christ giving His life, now that's, that's another thing. Like when we really get thinking about that, we're like, well, I don't know if I want to throw a party for that. I want to throw a party for Easter, right? I want to, I want to do that. But the truth is, is that Good Friday is part of the road in leading us to the resurrection. There had to be a Good Friday. The point of it all is that Jesus had to go through all of this for me and for you. We all needed Jesus to go to the cross because the cross is really what we deserve. It's really what our sin deserves. You know, we... we are all sinners in need of a Savior. All have fallen short of the glory of God. There's, no, there's not one person ever that didn't need to be saved. That didn't need Jesus to do what He did. And I'm reminded today of how heavy that debt really was. I'm remind, reminded tonight of the burden that it must have been. You know, we, we experience debts in this world that are very different than that kind of debt and that kind of burden. But Jesus experienced a debt and a burden that is unlike anything that any of us could possibly know or understand. And it, and it leaves me asking a couple of questions. And they're questions like, what was the hardest part for Jesus? What do we think was the hardest part for Jesus? Was it being spit on, being made fun of, being mocked? Was it being beaten within inches of his life? Literally inches of his life. Was it a crown of thorns that was struck down onto his head? Was it being denied by one of your best friends? That's real suffering. Was it being hung up with spikes on the cross that we deserve? Was it taking on the burden of all sin? 
that debt, that burden. No matter what hurt the most, the truth is is that God's love prevailed over all of it and was stronger than all of those things to literally carry Him through all that He went through for you and for me. How amazing is that? I mean, at any given point, I'm too much of a sissy. I'm giving up. You know? I mean, you remember playing the game sissy? You remember that? You remember like the, you know, if you had siblings, you growing up, I I saw all my friends and their siblings play this game. You know? Kids at school would want to play this game, you know? And you'd lock hands and you'd try to like, you know, bend their hands back and you'd go, you know, uncle, uncle, you know, whatever. Right? I'm too much of a sissy for that. We're, t- we're, talking, we're talking about his life. He gave his life. And he knowingly gave his life. In the book of Luke, in chapter 23, we have in this one single verse in the midst of Christ being crucified while he's on the cross, it says, And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they cast lots to divide his garments. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so even in this moment, when if you read through that passage, in that moment they are literally casting lots for his clothing and continuing to mock and make fun of him while he is on the cross and they are on the ground. And yet he still has that same mindset that we saw him have on Palm Sunday when he saw Jerusalem and he wept for it. He wept for us and our sin. And here he is on the cross. And, you know, I mean, I can complain with the best of them. Give me something to complain about. I'm probably going to complain. This is like the greatest moment that you've got possibly in all the world to have some reason to complain. You know, well, stinking Peter couldn't even, I mean, I mean, even just to make a joke, I mean, you know, he could have been like stinking Peter couldn't even like hang in till the end, right? None of you guys listen to me, right? And instead, instead of complaining, instead of being bitter, instead of going with the hurt and the pain that he was being caused by everyone around him, including people that he had loved so much that he had poured his life into them, instead of that, he's saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that is us in our sin. We know not what we do. And Jesus still loves us. Colossians 2 verse 13 says this, it says, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with Him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands he, this, he set aside, nailing it to the cross. 
He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him. This He set aside, nailing it to the cross. You want to know where your sin's at? If you didn't know, it was nailed to the cross. You know that that thing that you struggle with? That thing that you think you'll never be able to lay down? God nailed that on the cross. It's still there. Satan doesn't want you to think that. He wants you to think that you're a slave to it. But the minute that Jesus was nailed to the cross, and the minute that you trusted and believed in Him, it too was nailed to the cross. Your sin has been cast away. As far as from the east is to the west. You, you can't go collect it and, and, and let it be and, and, and be its slave anymore unless you don't believe. What God has done for us, we could not do for ourselves. We needed Jesus to come and put that cross on the tree, put that sin on that tree. The cross changes things. It changed history. And it'll change you if you believe in what Jesus did there. For all sins, for all people, wherever you're coming from today, wherever you are in life, if you're watching online or listening online, if you're here sitting here worshiping with us, I just you got to know that for all sins, for all people, for all time, Jesus died that death on the cross to nail our sin to it, that we might be forgiven from it and that we might no longer be slaves to it. That in His death, we might have life. You know something? God sure does love us. God sure does love us, doesn't He? Believe it. Friday had to be bad in order to be good. Let's pray. God, today we remember the sacrifice that You gave in sending Your Son to die for us. God, we are forever grateful. And in these moments as we remember that, God, I pray that You are glorified and that people that have never believed in You might trust in You, might understand for the first time ever that what You did, You did for us to draw us back to You. To give us forgiveness. To give us new life. God, I pray that You would do the work in the hearts of those who have never trusted to believe in You. God, do that today. God, thank You. Thank You for Jesus. Thank You that we can gather on a Friday night and celebrate what You've done in having Your Son go through this awful thing. Lord, tonight we remember, tonight we are reminded that it came at a cost. God, thank You for what You've done. Through Your Son, Jesus, it's in His name we pray. Amen.